What kind of man talks from both sides of his mouth on amnesty for illegals on national television and still denies it? Ted Cruz, the worst kind of Washington insider who just can't be trusted. Negative campaign ads. We've heard them all. They've run in this country. They're certainly running in the United States in the presidential campaign there. And they seem to run at at all levels of uh, politics, whether it's for uh, the presidency or if it's uh, for the, the mayor's job and I wouldn't be surprised even the dog catcher. Uh, negative campaigning, We most people say they can't stand it. They don't like it. Uh, it doesn't give them any more sense of, of um, what the candidates are, uh, are like, what they're trying to say, etc. But then if everybody's against them, why do they work so often? Well, it is a subject that my next guest has delved into in a, uh, a tremendous way. David Redlosk is the director of the Eagleton Institute of Politics at Rutgers University. For our purposes, the co-author of The Positive Case for Negative Campaigning. Uh, Professor, nice to have you on our show this morning. Thank you. Good morning and great to be here. Why is it that people will say, you know, I, those negative campaign ads just turn me off, but then apparently they do have a very positive effect for the for the candidate <laughs> well you know negativity is kind of a funny thing at a at a certain level um human beings are wired to pay attention to negativity it, it makes sense if you think about it right the things that can hurt you or kill you are the things you ought to pay attention to um so you know the birds chirping and the nice weather, it's all great. But uh, if there's that saber-toothed tiger over the uh, horizon, that better attract you. And so in some sense, we've become, we've become wired evolutionarily to pay attention to negativity. Um, when it comes to negative ads, it, it kind of works on the same principle. The um, uh, candidates and their consultants know that those can break through. They can get through the clutter and people will notice them. Now, that doesn't mean people necessarily like them. But the point is to get a response, to get a reaction of some kind, and, and part of that reaction, reaction might be negative, but you're going to remember what was said. You're going to remember what was said, and even if the initial reaction is kind of negative, um, the fact is these ads are usually um, act more accurate, for example, than positive ads. That is, when candidates talk in positive terms about themselves, uh, they have a tendency to use what marketers call puffery, uh, mm-hmm. to talk in these general, wonderful terms with no real documentation. Negative ad, because you're attacking somebody else, there's a tendency to document them, to at least show that the data come from somewhere. And, and studies, uh, other studies have shown that, in fact, negative ads carry more content, more actual information than do positive ads. Now, there is a perception, I think, that, uh, and, and I hear it all the time, people say, oh, I hate those negative ads, and yeah. they don't really, yeah. you know, they don't really take us anywhere. But are voters actually as, as negative about negativity <laughs> as, as they say? Well, our research suggests not. Um, our research suggests, firstly, that the primary reason that, that people just tell us they're negative, that they don't like them, is pretty much that we have um, asked them to tell us that. Most of our survey work says, um, do you like negative campaigning? Or do you like it if someone attacks another candidate? And as soon as you put those negative words in there, you're cueing people. Well, of course I don't like it. How could I like it? 
Um, so it's, I wouldn't go so far as to say that, that it's like a guilty pleasure. People are mm-hmm. saying they're saying, well, I really do like this. But I think what our research shows is that voters recognize the value of the information to a, to a greater extent than we expect. And so the value of the information, learning something about the other candidate, is is really, really useful. Even though um, in, in a lot of negative campaigning and campaign ads, uh, there is uh, a stretching, if not a complete shattering of the truth uh, in, in some of the statements that are made. It, it certainly happens. Um, but what, we're, what we show in our work, basically, is firstly, um, uh, violating a sense of the truth has, has uh, backlash effects. It's not really a good idea in going negative to truly just ignore reality. Um, voters do catch on to that. Uh, at the same time, those kinds of ads actually aren't as often violating the some sense of truth as we think they are. Again, because these have to be pretty well documented to, to you know to carry through. Yeah. Having said that, I'm not Pollyannish about this. I mean, the fact is that there's plenty of bad negativity out there. I, I would separate this between negativity that really does carry valuable information. No candidate's going to tell you anything bad about herself. So somebody needs to um, versus negativity, for example, in our research, attacking a candidate's family mm-hmm. or attacking their religion. There are some things that are just completely out of bounds. All right. I'll get you to stand by because uh, when we come back, we're going to kind of handicap the various campaigns, both on the Republican and the Democratic side of the U.S. presidential election. Talk about uh, Donald Trump's campaign, uh, that of uh, Ted Cruz and uh, Marco Rubio, and also the uh, Clinton-Sanders tilt as well. And uh, find out from uh, Professor Redlosk just uh, whose campaign is the most negative, or are they all? That's coming up. We're talking with David Redlosk, uh, and uh, he is a professor at Rutgers University and a co-author of a book called The Positive Case for Negative Campaigning. And uh, we're going to talk a bit about the U.S. presidential campaign. Professor, uh, let's look at the Republican side You've got Trump, you've got Cruz, you've got Rubio. Which of those campaigns, or do all of those campaigns, uh, employ negative advertising or negative campaigning? Well, they certainly all do to some to some degree or another. Um, you know, you've got a real battle going on there at this point, particularly the Cruz, Rubio, Trump uh, folks. We can't completely ignore uh, Ohio Governor John Kasich, but he's pretty far behind at this point. The, the the problem, in some sense, quite frankly, is that the non-Trump candidates early on didn't employ more negativity in going after Donald Trump. The, the, you know, they've started now. They're attacking him hard. Rubio has certainly been not just in advertising, but also in you know debates and in speeches. Um, but you know, it's pretty hard to uh, to make a dent in Trump at this point. If they'd started six months ago, they might have. Is that because Trump came out of the box negative? Well, Trump, in in a sense, he did. I mean, Trump is, um, his entire style is uh, what I would actually call sort of contemptuous. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because political scientists haven't really studied contempt a whole lot. But that pretty much defines uh, certainly how Trump talks about his opponents, right? Little Marco and all of the things that he just, you know, Jeb had no energy and mm-hmm. what have you. Um, this is just 
Trump's entire stick. And I think, in a sense, the failure of the other guys to directly go after him was, was uh, notable. In fact, what's really interesting is I was in Iowa during the run-up to the caucuses, and it was astounding, actually, how many positive ads were running in Iowa, many, many more than I'd expect. Candidates were talking about themselves, but not going after the other guy. And I think, frankly, that's problematic. Uh, the idea that that Trump uh, is contemptuous of his uh, uh, of his opponents clearly that on some level is resonating with with people, not all people, yeah. but but enough people that he's currently yeah. leading the race for yeah. the Republicans. Yeah, he yeah he um, across all the primaries and caucuses so far, he's gotten about one third of the Republican vote, but he's got nearly fifty percent of the delegates, and that's because of the way the delegates are allocated. And also because his opposition is so split. Um, and, and yes, this contemptuous attitude towards not just his opponents, but he's basically drawing it generally right against Washington, against politicians. Yeah. This is absolutely tapping a nerve. I mean, voters in, in the United States, a big chunk of them are just sort of tired of it all. And Trump is able to connect to that very, very well. What do you make of the Clinton-Sanders uh, campaign? They've, they've tried, uh, I think, to stay away from the contempt, but uh, it has been heated in, uh, on many issues. Yeah, absolutely. And, and kind of one of the ironies might be that Clinton and Sanders are not really that far apart on most core issues. I mean, they can make distinctions, of course. But, um, but I think sometimes the closer candidates are, the more intense the competition. Um, in this particular case, of course, Bernie Sanders started off by saying, I will never go negative, yeah. which, again, I think <laughs> is a bad strategy. Yeah. Um, and now he has to. I mean, he's not running the kind of attack ads you see on the Republican side, but certainly in the debate last night, certainly in speeches, he mentioned Hillary Clinton by name, and he attacks her, although he's careful to kind of keep it in the realm of, of reasonable political attacks. Uh, Professor, I'll leave it there for now with our great thanks. Professor David Redlosk, he's the director of the Eagleton Institute of Politics at Rutgers University and uh, the co-author of The Positive Case for Negative Campaigning. And I dare say that it's uh, probably a book uh, a lot of uh, political people will be reading in the uh, days and weeks ahead. Because uh, whether you like it or not, or you say you like it or not, there is apparently something attractive to voters about negative campaigning.